Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze and discuss the movie High Fidelity, five minutes at a time. I'm Candace LaSalle. I'm Chris LaSalle. I'm Kathy Stoker. And I must be David Stoker. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. We are already on minutes 51 to 55. No, it's amazing. It's crazy. And wow. it, these minutes open with Rob selling five copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band. Does he sell five copies? And they close with Rob grilling Laura on the odds of them getting back together. Mm. Desperate much? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Candace. Did, uh, did anybody keep track of how many copies he sold? He doesn't sell any because we get interrupted. Oh, that's right, Justin and Vince. I was so annoyed at them. <laughs> yeah. Did you want him to sell copies? I wanted to see if he could sell five, yeah. Would you guys have bought a copy? I would have. I, I would have too. I liked how everyone started kind of bopping their heads to the music. Um, right? I did, sort of. Did but it feel like obvious? It? No. Uh, so the first thing I will say is that, you know, Rob, last minute, Rob mentions to Dick that he's going to sell five, you know, five albums of the beta band. And um, he, you know, does the Rob thing, crosses his arm. Anna's still there. Mm. And she's kind of like just standing there. And, and we've already established that Dick is like socially awkward sometimes. But I feel like this is like he's having a full blown conversation with the, the, the girl who's obviously interested in him. Yeah. And he just totally ignores her and like I just found that interaction awfully weird and fitting with his personality, I guess. Right. Well, I, re I noticed her too, just kind of standing there. And I mean, do you get more annoyed at Rob for interrupting the conversation? You know, or I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, it's Dick. Dick should. I don't know if I just get, get annoyed with Rob. He just sort of leaned over to Nick and uh, Nick uh, to Dick and said, um, "You know, I'm going to sell five right albums." Right, and then Dick just it's, kind of forgets everything forgets that was happening. Anna's there. I mean, Anna does look around, and she sort of. You know, she sort of smiles a little bit. Obviously interested in um, interested in Dick because there's a little interaction, you know, I think a little look between them before they cut to um, creepy yellow jacket guy. Oh, the guy who's like creeping up on that other person, the woman? The woman, and he's like chewing gum like it's, you know, going out of style. <sighs> yeah. He is like so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I feel like I missed all of this. <laughs> this is, uh, Chris was just got, listening to the music. Thirteen seconds into the minute, and I'm already creeped out. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, I did buy a copy of the three EPs by the because of this movie. I don't know that I've ever bought any music because I heard it in a record store. So I, I don't think I would have bought it just because that's just who I am. I would like to know more and I'd have to do my research and so, but it was a good song. Yeah, the same way Candace got to do that research, got to yeah. go on to the interwebs yes. and make sure I'm make making a qualified purchase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you, Kathy? Would you, oh, what did you think about the guy with the well, like, gum chewing? Well, I creepy, but like, I think in the next few seconds, maybe they show another person, like they kind of do a whole fan of the, of the, and 
you know, this guy kind of like bopping to it, and I he's like moving to it. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, this is a cool, this is a cool song. And then he's like, who is this? You know, I think that's something I would do. Right. I almost feel like though it's almost like an intro to some sort of musical number where the whole, they're all going to start doing a dance together and sing the song. Together. That's so funny. I love that. Like, and Bob's like doing it and looking at Dick and. Right. Well, even when they pan over to Rob, the, there's like guys in the background, and one of the guys is like really bopping his head, right. and, and like is he bopping to this music, or is I mean, I guess he must be, but yeah, it is, that would be. I would love that if they all broke in a song, Flash Mob. Yeah. So maybe I would buy it. It, it probably depends. If, probably if I was back in I don't know my twenties or something, and I was with friends, and they were like, "Oh yeah, let's get this." I probably would have bought it. Yeah. No, but then those two punk kids ruin it all. We never know if he sells anything. I had a, my note was, you know, the guy who said, oh, this is really good. And Rob says, I know. I know. Which, again, <laughs> I think I've already been on record. I hate when he says that. This is, this is, I think, the second or third time he's done it in the movie. This one sounds almost apologetic, like, I know. It's going to be okay. I know. It's good. Yeah, I agree, I'm, I'm Chris. like, shut up, dude. Just be like, yeah, I know, isn't it? You know, I'd be at least, at least say, like... Like you're excited about it, not that you're like... Right, like, like duh, that's why duh. I played it, idiot. Yeah. I agree. Um, that music snobbery, like, at its highest right there. I don't know. I don't know if I... No? You didn't catch that? I No, I, I, I got it, but I don't know if I got, like... Uh-uh. I, I don't know if I got, like... It was a little elitist, but I felt like it was kind of like, hey, this is pretty good. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I kind of got more of that vibe than, okay. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I own the store. You don't. I put it on, man. <laughs> like I didn't get. I didn't get that. Vibe. You didn't. Oh, I totally did. I was like, oh, Rob. <laughs> God. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I know it's so fun. Or it's, yeah, they're yeah. great. It's a great band. Or, but maybe if he had said that, then that would be influencing people buying the song. So he just had to kind of be, you know, if he's like, yeah, it's a great band. Well, then. I don't know, that's feeding people more information to buy the five mm-hmm. copies. I don't know. Do you think he gets a kickback from the beta band for uh, selling those five <laughs> copies? <laughs> uh, there's one small tidbit. Uh, Tidbits. As the uh, camera's panning in on the counter, um, there's a uh, you know a bunch of posters and stuff on the front of the counter. One of them is the, from the band U.S. Maple. Mm. Um, which we talked about previously. The uh, yep. remember the nerdy customer that Barry was harassing about the Captain Beefheart record. You know, like, yes. Uh, you said you said that last week. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, that was Alan Johnson from the band U.S. Maple. Well, there's a poster oh. of their band on the front of the counter. So very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I love that. Thanks for the tidbit, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> love those tidbits. I got I got more of this. I got more of this, this Ooh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, tidbits. Oh, you're making me miss Canada. Oh, Timbits. Timbits. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the shoplifting scene—is that over? Are we moving on to? Yeah, yes. we moved on to, yeah, to uh, Rob zeroing in on the two dude, two as Candace put, punks. Punks. Why um, do you call them punks? Because they're stealing. Oh. Not because yeah, of their look. Punks. Not because of their look. I don't care what they look like. They're stealing. I think they look cool. Oh, but. Is that the same kind of thing, saying someone's cool based on the way they look, or saying someone's a punk on the, based on the way they look? Oh, God. <laughs> Once again. 
Rob's smart to grab the skateboard, though. I think it's funny is that he calls out to Barry. You know, he says, Barry, the door. <laughs> and they're all, like, trying to funnel, funnel off the door. <laughs> and I just love walking, watching the scene. It's, it's maybe, like, two seconds worth of Jack Black running. And you sort of see him <laughs> pumping his arms, like, uh, so which, is, which is funny. But... I will say John Cusack sold that because he he broke out into a full sprint running out of that store. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, how did he just happen to notice them, right? Like out of the corner of his eye? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, it's interesting. So none of, so Vince and Justin, the, the punks, yeah. none of this, this whole subplot with them is not in the book. Um, Oh, wow. So they don't appear in it. They're, they're, obviously, there's more with them later in the film. Uh, none of that's in the book. Um, but this this whole this whole shoplifting scene is actually there's a deleted scene oh. um, from uh, from earlier, like the first day we see the the boys in championship final, like the first day yeah. when Rob Rob and Dick walk in, and it's the first time we walk in the store. What boys? The, the, the punks? Dick, no, Dick Barry and, and, oh, and the Rob. Men. Yeah, the first time we see Championship Final oh. that first day. Okay. Uh, later, they are all, the three of them are all like pretending to like ignore Vince and Justin as they're totally spying on Vince and Justin because they know oh. that, they, that these kids want to shoplift. <laughs> so there's this huge like extended scene of them all like, oh, wow. you know. You know, being all trying to be all subtle, like I'm not watching you, but I am watching you. And I would have liked to have that because, I mean, I feel like it was for him to just happen to really, I don't know, notice. I would have liked to know that the, these kids were, were suspect to begin with. Right. Yeah. I would have liked to have that deleted scene in the movie. I think it would have been cute too. Yeah. We should say we should we should talk about deleted scenes. That should be an episode just of deleted scenes because there's quite mm-hmm. a few. Can you oh, really? watch deleted scenes somewhere? Or they just talked about somewhere. It's on the interwebs or something. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not that old. I know that. Yeah, so they run out. I mean, I have to say, I love both their hair. I think I was like, how do you get dotted hair like that? Yeah, do you bleach it cool. and then you you dot it? Or, yeah, I guess, yeah, you must. I'm analyzing it right now. Or do you bleach it with spots covered up? Yeah, no, I think you probably just bleach the whole head and then add the dots later. That's some time with like right? a with a bingo, <laughs> like one of those Dauber. bingo. Yeah, is that what they're called? Yeah, and the pink hair. They look. I don't know. I like their hair. And the one has the Charlie Brown shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, I had that shirt. Did you really, Chris? I did. At one point in time, I had that shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> Not because of this movie. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember well, when I. You're had a big it in my Charlie life. Brown fan. I love Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's awesome. I wouldn't wear it now. No. What's the other kid wearing? Uh, he's wearing an Airwalk shirt. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that is, was sneakers, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Like skateboarding sneakers? Yeah. Or just yep, sneakers? Yep, they were. Yep. That I, I, owned a, I owned several pairs of those. Did you skateboard, Dave? I didn't, but I just like the sneakers. Just like them. They're probably comfortable <laughs> walking on air. They were. <laughs> <laughs> so... Did so, you like how they handle? Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. No, please. I interrupted you. Uh, no, no. I was just going to ask the group. Did we like how Rob and Barry handled the situation? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think they knew just calling the cops, you know, yeah. to get them to 
whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa. yeah, whoa. We don't need to call the cops here. Barry's funny. Barry's like kind of in the background. Have yeah, you noticed? He's like, right. he's flipping them off and stuff. He's all, he's all mad at them. <laughs> he's hiding behind <laughs> yeah. Rob kind of. Yeah. Like. Uh, so I don't know which way to go, which way to go. So. Well, I love how they call Rob on his what, bigotry, bigotry. Yeah. and assuming <laughs> yeah. the music that they would listen to, which I oh, yeah. appreciated that because, yep. you know, I guess we all kind of sometimes do the, make those assumptions of people based on the way they look. For Again, sure. yeah, yeah. So I liked that part, and uh, and I don't think I knew any of the bands that they threw down the records for. So. I think you might. Would you like to know which records they threw down? <laughs> Yeah. Well, doesn't Rob say them? He says some of them. Some of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd love to know. I want to know if I know them. Uh, I would like to, I would like to, Rob mentions, like, do the math. Oh, like, yeah. you know, what did you steal versus how much his deck is worth? The deck have we done? Beat. Have we done the math? I don't know, but I thought that skateboard looked pretty beat up. Like, it didn't look like I was going like to say that. the records are probably worth more than the skateboard. But monetarily but emotionally that skateboard is probably like molded to his feet you can't just replace someone's skateboard i think i think that's an emotional value as well i have no real skateboarding experience so i can't uh i can't uh relate to the emotional connection to a board i would say there's an emotional connection i would say that there probably is some sort of emotional connection because i know like uh baseball players they have emotional connections to their gloves i mean they play with those things until they practically disintegrate so right so that's um, what i think he probably meant like i mean a skateboard yeah probably isn't worth i don't know maybe those wheels though those you can get some pretty fancy wheels on skateboards sure that's true yeah that's true and for transportation too that too well just a you know, think of the environmental impact. Do they both impact. have skateboards? No, there's just one. Right. No, they have. They both have skateboards. He's um, Charlie Brown has the skateboard. He's tucked under his arm. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. So yes, Chris, which which albums do they throw down in CDs? <laughs> All right. So the records they throw down. Uh, uh, first one's Double Nickels on the Dime by Minutemen, which is actually the second appearance it's had in the movie. Which I don't know. You know, mm. when you talk about making a mixtape, that's you're not supposed to have an artist repeat or whatever. Mm. I was I was surprised that this album appears more than once in the film because the other mm. place it appears is in Rob's apartment. We he talked about he's had he has five albums hanging up on his yep. up on the, up on the wall. That's one of them. Um, so I don't know. They, they couldn't, yeah, I mean, that's they, one of them. That's one of them. Oh wow! And they stole it. Oh, I think there's some significance there. I don't think it's like a. Like a hidden message kind of yeah, thing? Well, just that they're... I mean, t- so now Rob sees that, and he's like, oh, they're listening to one of my... If oh. we're making the assumption that those are to- Rob's five mm. top albums, these kids have one of his top five albums. Whoa. It's yeah, a a, I think... A bit of a mind yeah. blower for him. Yeah. Yep. Okay, totally. I like that a lot. Oh, hey. Uh, um, another one's uh, Music for Films by Brian Eno. Um Next one is it's Sunchi Me uh, by Dario G. Oh yeah, which is from the album Sun Machine. Uh, it's actually it's a pretty cool song. I had to look it up because I didn't know it. And, uh, it's got the it's got the um, you know the song Life Life in a Northern Town. Yeah, uh, you know the Hey Mama Mama. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I that's, do know that. That's like playing in the back. It's it's like a remix, and that's in the background of the whole oh, song. Neat. It's got this dance beat too. It's pretty cool. Um, and then the last vinyl is Ladies of the Canyon by Joni Mitchell. 
Um, the CDs that he throws down uh, was the first generation by Six Six Sputnik, which gets mentioned by Rob. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, more More You Becomes You by Plush. Um, and then there's a third there's a third CD or a fourth CD. There's two Six Six Sputniks. A fourth CD I couldn't make out. I don't know which one it is. Well, doesn't he say, uh, what is it, uh, Sakamoto or whatever? He mentions that one. Yeah, Ray- Ryuchi, Sakamoto, Serge Gain- Gainsbourg, uh, and, and Breakbeats, which pro- yeah. Breakbeats is probably like a compilation of yeah. of just that, a bunch of you know, you know drum beats or whatever. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that's all the stuff that gets thrown down. Uh, so it's pretty eclectic, right? It's not like that's not all one genre of music. Mm. Or, so that's why I think Rob is right, like, what do right, you do? Right. You, you, that's why I think Rob says, are you stealing for, <laughs> for other people now? And, right. So well, throwing those records down. I mean, God, could you have broken those records I by that? I thought that too, Candace. I don't know. Seemed a little. Oh, I thought it looked a little gentle toss. Gentle. All right. Respectful throw. So, how many albums in total did he throw down? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow. Probably a dozen in the book. Okay, in the book. Yeah. So, in my quick searchings on the interwebs, a good <laughs> deck is about one hundred seventy to two hundred dollars. Oh. Okay. All right. So does do we believe that Rob's selling his albums on the cheap and they're five bucks a piece? No. Because I'm betting the albums, some of those are probably pretty expensive. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. The records are probably all, you could probably go for like an average of 15, 20 bucks a record. Right. Yeah. I think it's close. Close. Yeah. Probably close. Mm-hmm. Plus the emotional context that we talked yes. about. Yes, so, yeah. right. I agree. But I think also the threat of the police. Yeah, so yeah, all the police. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the script, there's a couple changes in the script. Uh, yeah, Rob also, as he's listing off all the stuff he's looking at, one of the albums he mentions is Sid Barrett, who Wait. used to be what? Oh, I thought the guys weren't in the book. In the, the script. The kids. Oh, the script, sorry. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I went looking at the listening. book, too. I'm like, yeah, wait yeah, a minute, yeah. did that? I don't remember the scene in the book. and. So yeah. not in the book. Uh, so he mentioned Sid Barrett, uh, and then instead of saying you guys are slamming to Joni Mitchell now, he <laughs> said slamming to Nico now. Um, so again, just interesting why they why they right. swap swapped out the names or left stuff out. I always find it interesting, but maybe they couldn't find that album. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then Justin and Vince, you want to who plays them? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that bugs me about Justin and Vince. I swear to God, I know both of these actors. Like, from they, something? Yeah. Do they look familiar to all of you guys? Like, oh yeah, that, that kid's totally in X, Y, and Z, and so is the other one. And I would say, uh, would yeah. Say neither of them look familiar. Yeah, I think they look familiar. Dave, did you say they don't look familiar? No, not really. Kathy? I don't think they look familiar, but I do think they kind of look like an archetype. Like the kid on the left with the red hair, he just reminds me of... Um, was it one of the guys in Home Alone? No, he just reminds me of a teenager. <laughs> one of them reminds me a bit of, um, I think, Seth Green. Seth Green, sure. Yeah, yeah the guy yeah. with the pink hair. Yep. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, I can that, see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's but Justin. That's Justin. So okay. Justin. So so neither of these actors uh, have been in anything oh, really. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Justin, the red hair, he's played by Ben Carr. Um, Vince with the checkerboard hair, he's played by Chris Riemann or Raymond. Um, and they both have like you know three or four. IMDb credits and they're nothing you've ever heard of. 
Huh. Which I find amazing because I'm like, oh, I swear to God, these guys have been in a million things. I think Justin, the pink hair, he makes me think of some of the other guy. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the uh, the magazine or book that they throw down, I mean, that felt so obvious to me. <laughs> it felt like, like you know, no one discusses just this book on home recording and then they just leave it at that. It just was so, I don't know, I didn't like that. I thought, I mean, based on knowing what happens in the future of of the movie, it just, uh, I didn't like it, but. I felt like they destroyed that magazine. I think, feel like if Rob should have just given it to them. Like at that point, it looked all, it looked all wrinkly (laughs) and gross. How are you going to sell that? Uh, It's funny you say that, Dave, in the script, there's, they do talk about it in the script. So that must've gotten cut. Uh, and Rob oh, says okay. exactly that. He goes, "You stole this." He goes, "Why don't you, you could have just asked me for it? Was it like in their bargain bin for a dollar or something like that?" Oh, so, wow, okay, yeah, so. yeah, because that looks like, well, why is he even selling that? Right. But, yeah. So yeah, they go on their merry way. Go on their merry way, cut them loose, and yeah, then there's not the transition is kind of a quick one to him locking up, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Right. And Laura showing up. Laura showing up. Right. I want to hear what you guys think about that. Oh, I'm all I'm all done with my my part of the. Oh. Episode. Laura's here. <laughs> Chris is Chris, out. We're out of the, we are out of the record store. We left the record store, and so Chris is done. Uh, all all I want to say about the Laura scene is that uh, even though she mentions Rob's great record reorg, he still has all the alphabetical inserts like in his set so like you know you can see the x the y you can see so even though he went chronological the sorting doesn't look like it's different right so that really made me mad <laughs> no i'm kidding maybe oh. maybe he's using him for other maybe those actually denote years now or something i don't know maybe well does he say he did it did he say he she asked him and he said yeah oh he says yes yeah. oh, okay I just find her showing up and to give him a ride home. What the? What? <laughs> right. Why didn't she show up at the apartment? Like she's giving him a ride home, right? So she can, is it so she can get a few, a little bit more of her stuff or so she can apologize? Well, she doesn't apologize. She does apologize later on. She does? In this minute? Yeah, she does. I'm sorry. Oh, my only note was like the really cold thing she said to him. <laughs> Oh, that she doesn't she's, see her life going anywhere with him? Yeah, she's like, it's yeah. time for me to get my shit together, and I don't see that happening with you. <laughs> like, oof. Yeah, I just found it all just, like, showing up. It just felt like, it, well, to me, it felt like she's not over him. And it just felt a little, like... Well, he kind of picks, he does kind of pick up on that. He's kind of like, well, you're here now, talking to me, you know, what a, you know, you're not sure about Ian... And, you know, she even mentions, like, you know, I don't see things going anywhere with Ian. And, you know, he's, he's like, picking up. He's like, so what? Are we broken up? Are we, you know, what are we going to get back together? And Before they even get to the apartment, though, and they're still um, outside the record store, um, does it look <clears throat> to you like Rob was getting teary-eyed talking with her? No, I think he's probably had a long day. And oh, probably the last thing he wanted to see was probably Laura and have an argument with her. Oh. I mean, I think that it was a weird exchange outside of the record store, but I thought it looked like he got a little teary-eyed. Kathy, I, I thought the same thing. 
I saw yeah. it. Too. I saw it too. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, but I was like, it must just be maybe John Cusack just has really wet eyes, and it's you know because it didn't feel like a moment where you would get teary eyed. You know what I mean? But I did notice yeah. it. Right. Yeah. But maybe he just couldn't. I don't know the emotions because obviously he still likes her or loves her. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he does. I guess he does. He, obviously, he wants to get back together, kind of, right? And right. everyone's actions are so counterintuitive, like, are so counter to everyone. Oh, we want to get back together, but we're all off sleeping with other people and doing all sorts of terrible things and saying mean things to everybody. Yeah, I had a moment where I had to remind myself that they were human, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, right. like, they're human. And she's, yeah. I don't know, trying to figure stuff out, but. You know, I mean, I feel like leaving, moving out, and living with some other guy. Like, how do you expect your boyfriend, your ex, Rob, whatever he is, because are they broken up? Are they not? She moved out. I don't know. To be okay with that, you know, in some ways. It's messy. Well, I think also yeah. we, the audience, need to be led into some information that we may not be privy to. Like, we don't know when they had discussions about this. So they're sort of backtracking here a little bit and saying, you know, she's saying, like, I don't see my life going anywhere with you. And, you know, we talked about these things and, you know, I got, you know, I'm getting my stuff together and I'm moving on. Like, we weren't privy to that sort of conversation before. So we're sort of, you know, now she, now we know she's at Ian's and, you know, she doesn't know what she, I think what I got out of it was she doesn't really know what she wants right now. Mm. She knows she's on a track and, you know, she's she's got obviously a good job. You know, Rob references that she has a good job. And, um... Right. Well, he calls the apartment a shithole. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, she's like, what are you making? Why? And he starts off totally on the, on the defense by being self-loathing. He's like, what were you doing here with me in this crap hole? Right. You know, right. he makes 60, 70,000 a year. Um, you know, um, you know, what, why, what were you doing? You know, like she um, was nobody. there for him, not for the right apartment. Not, not the apartment. She does apologize and she says, I feel terrible. Right. Cause she said she felt she, I don't know, was interested in someone else or what, is that what she says? Things weren't going well for a while between them, and we then she talking started. About then it. she was more interested, and in some got interested in someone, so that was, figured that was a good time to leave. Right, right, right. yeah. Maybe try talking about stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave. Uh, I think one random comment here is the the whole the whole Ian reveal that Rob knows about Ian uh -huh. I thought was way underplayed here because oh, he was just yeah he's mm. like oh do you want to bring this back with you which you know was the clear message that I know about Ian yeah. right and it right. was and she doesn't really there's really not much a reaction on her face like oh no he caught me or you know there's like there's really not it's, yeah it's I'm like I guess well, I admire the you know the director Steve uh, uh, for not you know Going with the obvious, like, oh, uh oh, busted. Right, right. <laughs> well, he does sort of, he does sort of mention it, but again, he's like, I sort of figured it out for myself, didn't I? You know, yeah. you know, being right. a little, being a little smug about it, like, right, because she right. Um, didn't tell him, and yeah, I don't like her in this moment. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not sure what she's doing. Like, yeah. is she what there is to she doing? Is she turning the knife a little more? Like, I feel yeah. like she's there just to annoy him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I felt like the minute she walked up, I was like, what are you doing there? Like, I, yeah, I don't enjoy her well, in these minutes. I, know, I, fe- I feel, uh, you know, we've obviously, you know, talked about scumbag Rob. And I yeah. feel in this moment, like I feel sorry for him because she is there. She's turning that knife. Obviously, he still has feelings for her. Mm-hmm. She comes up with the, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, I don't see myself going anywhere with you. I got interested in someone else while we were together. And I be, I think I would have been like, you can just see, see yourself out, like get out. Yeah. You know, and I... Yeah, I don't. I don't like Laura at all in this moment, in this in this time, because I don't know what she's doing there, and unless she's there to taunt him. But I also think I, I don't know if you had just said this, Candace, that you know that maybe she doesn't know what she's fully wants, and that's not fair to Rob. But at the same time, I think this is like realistic for this type of relationship at this time in their lives. Sort of the yo-yo back right. and forth. Not necessarily the healthiest but trying to figure things out. Yeah, I agree, Kathy. You know, yeah, trying to, I don't think, I think we know what Rob wants. I think we right. know he wants to get back together, even despite her living with some guy right now. Yes, yes, and cheating on him, and although she, he cheated on her too. Right. But. but yeah, I agree. I don't think she knows what she wants. And right. I think maybe if, yeah, if Rob... I don't know. Maybe she's hoping to see something different in him, or yes. I don't know. But Absurd she, your direction. Yeah, but I agree. In this moment, Dave, she just did. I was on Rob's side, maybe for the mm. first time. Oh, write it down, folks. Write it down. <laughs> I I think Dave made an interesting point too. Is that you know when the movie started, uh, the very opening moment, they had just broken up. And she walked out the door, right? So we had no, we saw none of the lead up to it. Uh, in, in a way, now we're getting some of the, we're getting some of the, this is probably, this is probably conversations that could have happened leading up to the breakup, mm. right? And, you know, maybe we're just getting them now. So rather than a flashback, they're scooting into the present day. And I don't right. know. So. Uh, there is one moment that, um, you know, I'm like after, so she says, uh, you know, I feel terrible and you know, I wish things didn't turn out this way. And he's like, good. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and I feel like that's a natural response. Yeah. Like if someone right. feels bad and you're, you're conflicting with them, you're like, yeah, you should feel bad. Yeah. I want you to feel as bad as I feel. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. I do think, Candace, at the beginning of the minutes, you had, when you were introducing them, you said something like, desperate much about Rob, and I had written down in my notes, <laughs> he's so desperate at the end when he is asking her, you know, wait, are we broken up, are we not, or is there a chance for us? Like, there's this hope he has. Right, right. Um, which I just find I do like his analogy, interesting. though. You know, doctor walks into the patient, and, right. you know, uh, am I, am I going to survive? And that, you know, what, what are my chances? Like, it doesn't mean that he's going to die. Right, right, right. So talk about desperation there. Yeah. And then, well, think, we, and then it's cut off. Well, I think if you care a lot about the person, of course, you're going to be desperate to get them back. So there is that air of desperation. It's mm-hmm. It's natural to feel... You know, if right. someone leaves you, walks out the door because, A, they feel like things aren't going well, and, B, they're interested in someone else. And you're like, oh, well, I want to get this person back. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out everything I can to, you know, get right. you back. Right. Yeah, I kind of regret a little bit my freight desperate much. It's, I'm 
thinking about it more and like yeah desperate more desperation it seems less judgy i don't know mm. but mm. yeah sure I, I know what you mean yeah i know i was a little harsh in the beginning i think uh, <laughs> you know i don't know if we've talked about it before but you know this whole thing is is, is rob does rob want laura back or does rob not want to be alone well, yeah, oh. we don't we don't know yet, though. But well, but that's like you know what I mean because it's like uh, I guess there's more. We'll learn more later. But you know, up to this point, we've talked a lot about. Geez, we don't really care for Rob that much. He doesn't seem like he's got a lot of good qualities. He's not really. Uh, and we, I don't know. I just I haven't I haven't heard him yet. Like man i laura was amazing i worshiped her i loved her and now she's gone i'm brokenhearted there's none of that he's not talking like that he's, yeah well he says like that bitter... once like when he's sitting at that bar and he's like oh it sounds boring or whatever he's like but it wasn't it was oh right yeah. you know he says that once but I, I do yeah we i don't feel like we know the good stuff about their relationship like why does he want to be back with her like or maybe maybe it's just that dysfunctional he just doesn't want to be without her it's yeah like, I don't yep. know. And what does she like about him? Yeah, I don't know. Like such a downer. His Who hair? Knows? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. He His does, hair he does, is good in this scene. He does look much better in this minute, in I these agree. five minutes, than he <laughs> has. He's got a button-up shirt. He's got the nice shirt on. He's, he looks cleaned up. He looks a little more alert. Like, before, he's got, like, the T-shirt, and he just looks like a ragamuffin, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, it made me pause, actually, that, because he does look better, and... I'm like, well, how much time? How much time has passed? You know, mm-hmm. from I don't know, because she walks in the apartment and she's asking him about reorging his records and like, does she know that he could do that in one night? Or how much time has passed? It just felt like I don't know. Awkward. I, I think awkward. Only, yeah. I think we've only a, a matter of days has elapsed. Days. I don't think it's been much. Yeah. But do you think he feels better? Um, <clears throat> just in the sense that he's gone through the process of meeting with the other top five mm. and therefore he's starting to feel better about himself and be like, Oh, well this, all these relationship things weren't me. So that weight has lifted off his chest a little bit. So maybe he does feel a little better. Not that he was a good guy because of those things, but just internally he's thinking like, okay, I don't need to worry about those people anymore. I've been carrying that weight around for so long. It's now gone, so now I feel better about myself. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit lighter, and yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna say uh, this: what you guys are talking about right now, uh, it's pretty amazing because you just you just reminded me. Uh, like kudos to Stephen Frears, the director, the filmmaker. Uh, this moment when he walks out of the shop and Laura's there, he is like. He's just had a great day at the shop. They sold a ton of they sold a ton of stuff. They had, you know yeah. everybody was on their game selling stuff. Uh, you know they had like I don't know if it was record sales, but you know just really good sales for the day. Uh, he was going to be going out for a drink with Dick and Barry, uh, and it was just like they were excited for a Saturday night. And then Laura was outside the door when they walked out, and he says to himself, "It's the end of a chapter." He's like, "Oh," and then I had to remind myself, "I'm not supposed to be feeling happy right now." So he was feeling oh, wow. in the book at this moment. Yeah. He's actually does. He's feeling better about things, and then Laura shows up, and he's like, "Ugh." Right. Uh, so I just think that's really cool. You guys all kind of like got to w- picked up on his, picked up on it. Yeah, visually. Good, yeah. 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 Nothing. A good shirt. Yeah. You know, yeah. what a good shirt can do for you. Good, a good, <laughs> shower, good shower, shave, and a shirt. Yeah. yeah. I guess yes. so. <laughs> yes. 
So it'll be interesting to see the rest of this dialogue. Yes. Right. Right, absolutely, yeah, because they're in the middle of this, uh, whatever, negotiation, maybe? (laughs) Negotiation, yeah. It always makes me think of the conversation in uh, Dumb and Dumber, where Lloyd asks uh, Mayor, uh, Mayor, uh, what's her name, and it's like, so what are you saying my chances are? Uh, more like one out of a million. So um, you're saying there's still a chance, you know? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Like Rob is like boy Christmas right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, what? What is the percentage that she said? What he's is it? Is it nine? Is it nine or is it going to keep going? It gets cut off. Does it get cut oh. off? Is it nine p- percent or is it nine <laughs> d? <laughs> Not, yeah. 19? Right, stay, right. Stay tuned to the stay next episode. Stay tuned. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a corrections department item. Oh. Um, from last episode. Um, we talk, you know, We try to talk about the cast and everybody that's in it. Um, mm-hmm. I completely missed the Green Day girl. So there's a... Oh. So... Bill you know, says, oh, is this Green Day? Is this Green Day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot uh, that that uh, woman is... Uh, her name is Damien Rogers. Um, Damien? Yeah, right? Damien. Um, From the Omen? She's like... A, she's just a like a local, local Chicago person. So just... She was an extra. Oh, and fun. Um, there's... A, I found an interview with her. Somebody else did for the 10th anniversary of High Fidelity. I had done like a blog of all this different stuff and... Uh, he interviewed her, uh, and she said because she got that line was originally supposed to go to Alan Johnson from U.S. Maple, mm-hmm. uh, but they gave him that other scene instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they gave her that because of um, because she has a speaking line as an extra, uh, they the union contracts whatever she got upgraded. She got her own trailer. <laughs> Like for the day to hang wow. out. In. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. Which I think is funny, just for that one thing. I love uh, that tidbit. That is an awesome tidbit. Yeah. And thanks as always, Chris, for being our researcher and fact checker. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Chris's tidbit. Just call me the intern. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, did anybody? Sorry, just if for this for these minutes here, the the customer who said, "Oh, it's good." Um, oh yeah! Did anybody think he looked familiar? Yeah, he looks yeah. very familiar. I thought he was Ned Schneebly from School of Rock. Ned Schneebly was Jack Black's roommate. Oh yeah! Oh, no, I didn't think yeah, that was him. No. Okay, that's who I thought it was. Um, it is not. That's a different actor. Um, he does look like he's been in a couple of shows or something I've seen. Well, he—I'll tell you what, Dave. He was his uh, actor's Matthew O'Neill. Um, he was in The Dark Knight. He was one of the Joker's accomplices in the bank heist. You just oh, never, okay. you just never yeah. see him because he's behind the mask, one of the masks. Yeah. Oh wow! He was Chuckles. Um, cool. But I thought, but there was nothing else. That, again, nothing else. These all these people like are all these like. What are those people doing now? Yeah, what are they doing now? They were in a major motion picture and they're doing nothing. So, so <laughs> well, what? So, I think well, let's not say they're doing nothing. They're, nothing. they're bums on the street. <laughs> Chris. Uh, no, I think what I said. So that gives me hope. Like that means I could be in a major motion picture because I'm not doing anything. Like, is I'm, that I'm one of your just invention? one step above? Uh, is that on your list? Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I want to be now. Too. I want to be an extra. I think Chris it. wanted to be any of these pre- people in the record store. Just, oh yeah. Right. I would be with the guy Bob chewing Robin. gum. I would have been the chewing hey, gum guy. This is pretty good, man. <laughs> I know. You would have been the chewing gum guy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> yellow jacket guy. <laughs> Is that what he was labeled in the credits? Creepy yellow jacket guy? 
I'll have to pass on that roll. <laughs> yeah, where'd that guy end up? Yeah. All right. Do we, anybody else? Anything else for? Uh, no. Stay tuned. These fifty-one through fifty-five. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So what are we doing now? Top fives again? Yep. What is, what's our, who, top five. Who's our top five? Do we have a? Have we, do we have like an official top five coordinator? Is it? Is it usually you, Candace, that ends up picking the top five lists? I feel like I it she is. Throws out some good ideas. I think she's probably. It's on my mind so, quite a bit during the week. Yeah. What'd you say, Candace? It's on my mind quite a bit during the week. Yeah. So I guess maybe I don't know if we went back. I don't know who picks what, but I do. Yeah, I guess I have picked a few of them. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, what is it this week? Well, this week has nothing to do with these minutes. <laughs> um, it I don't even. It just popped in my head. Um, soundtrack songs. So a song, not not top five soundtrack, soundtrack, <laughs> top five. Soundtrack song. So, so take take a take, take a, a song, soundtrack yeah. and pick a song off of it. Yeah. I just thought of one, and, and I'm not well, trying to your steal your mention. thunder, Candace. But could we have done top five, you know, records you would have shoplifted? Oh, <laughs> well, that would have been fun. <laughs> Why did you think of that? No, you that's, you can't do that later. That fits these minutes. I shoplifted one once. <gasps> oh, Chris. Chris. Yep. Oh my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I shoplifted. Wow. Uh, what, was what was it? How old were you? Uh, it was U2's "Unforgettable Fire." It was a cassette tape. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, it was from our. Uh, was I there? Uh, no, I was alone. It was. How uh, old were you? Uh, no, I was just wondering if it was at. Uh, what was the music store that we would go to all the time in the mall? Oh, uh, it was Record, Record Town. Record Town and Tape World. Tape World <laughs> was across the hall. No, this is a a, a Caldor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll be hunting you down. Were you all by yourself? Yeah, I was all myself. Maybe they went out of business because people like Chris were taking their. Yep, I was probably yeah. I was a, I was a teenager. I don't know. I don't remember. Did you drive there yourself, or were you with your parents and you like? No, actually, it was pants? right down the street from Chris, so he could yeah, walk there. He walked I, there. I was probably on my bicycle. Did you go in there knowing you were going to do that? No, uh, I don't recall. How did you feel I when you left? Scared. Every time you listened to that tape, did you feel a little bit of guilt? You know what? No. And that's actually one of my favorite albums, The Unforgettable Fire. And I have no guilt associated with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know I'm if I just did, a lot, it. I did it for the thrill or something. I don't know why I did it. But uh, anyway. Wow. I didn't know this. This is like hot any, off the presses. Any other shoplifting stories? Am I the only one? Come on. Anyone? <laughs> No. Uh, stole some bubble gum from the drugstore or something, anything. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, the only thing I remember is there, I was like in first grade and there was a Minnie Mouse eraser on the floor and I knew whose it was and I took it even though I knew who it was, who owned it. In school? In school. Does that count as shoplifting? Oh, it's that's, not shoplifting. That's the most that's just, I've stolen. It's stealing. <laughs> that's different. That's different. <laughs> you stole someone. Well, it's on the floor. That person lost it. <laughs> I just knew who it was, and I never got to use it. I think you probably get, that's finders keepers is what you get you get out of that from oh, right. finders keepers. Great, yeah. so I can I can let go of that guilt I held on to for forty I years. I'm, I'm thinking of I worked at a convenience store, um, you know, in high school, and used to take. Now that I think about it, like either pieces of gum or pieces of candy, but I used to throw change into the 
um, cash register to like cover it, even though I don't know if it was the exact amount. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Did you, you have to close at night and figure out balance? Nope. Because no. I worked the morning shift. <gasps> oh, I don't know. Interesting. A little What's bit. What's wrong, Dave? What you about you, I Dave? You take a pack of gum one time or something? Yes, my mom loves to tell that story about when I was five <laughs> and I was in the backseat of the car and chomping away in gum and she's like, Aww. she's like, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, on oh, the store. Oh, that's so cute. Did you have to go back in and tell? No, she didn't make me go back in. I don't like when parents like do that. Five. I wouldn't do that. I think that. it was like, yeah, four or five years old. Oh, <laughs> thought you were going to say it was four or five weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so so we're doing top five soundtrack songs. Soundtrack songs, which now sounds silly after top five albums you would shoplift. I only have one. Like, why would you shoplift it? Because you don't want the person at the register to know you're buying it? <laughs> Or you're embarrassed to buy it. Um, a dare. A dare. Advisory uh, label. Mm. Ooh. Oh, that would be yeah. yeah. And the, right, we that was our that's when the, the birth of parental advisory was when we were all in high school, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been a good right. reason to yeah do that. Yeah. Yeah. NWA. Yeah. Well, I guess we're not doing that top five. Top okay. five no, soundtrack so songs. Soundtrack. All right. So who's going first, Candace? Ooh, Dave. Oh. Um. Okay. So my top five um, is kind of all over the place in terms of types of movies. Uh, so I'll start off with my first one. Uh, it's a song called Dancing. It's by Olivia Newton-John oh. and the Tubes. Oh, and the uh, tubes. It's from the movie Xanadu. <gasps> Xanadu. Xanadu. Nice. Um, so I absolutely love that song. And actually, when Kathy was away this week, I actually partook in watching Xanadu by myself. Nice. <laughs> That's why it was fresh in my mind. Ah, uh, nice. I almost, I almost picked. Uh, I think it is. Is it, is it alive by ELO from Xanadu? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Xanadu. <gasps> I know what we're doing next. Which seems like silly, but okay. Go ahead. Uh, so my number two is uh, Danger Zone from <laughs> Kenny Loggins from the movie Top Gun. Nice. Uh, Skyfall by Adele from mm-hmm. the movie Skyfall, the James Excellent. Bond movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lust for Life by Iggy Pop from Train Spotting. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is uh, When Can I See You Again by Owl City from Wreck It Ralph. Oh, you, you got fun. an Owl City in there, nicely done. And I do, and I do. I actually had another Owl City one that I love too, um, but I didn't want to put two Owl Cities in there. But I do have a honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris. Me. Okay. Uh, mine is also all over the place. Um, the first one is A Different Drum by Peter Gabriel uh, uh, for, from the movie Last Temptation of Christ. He actually did the whole soundtrack for it, um, but that one is amazing. Um, I did not know he did that whole soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, next one is, uh, I might get zinged, dinged for this, because I, but let's see. Uh, uh, not this song, but the, my list. Uh, next one, Needle in the Hay by Elliot Smith. Uh, it's off the Royal Tannenbaum soundtrack. Um, and the next one is Strangers by The Kinks, which is from the Darjeeling Limited soundtrack. That's okay. Uh, so those are two Wes Anderson films. I don't know if I'm... It's not the same oh. soundtrack, so right. I think it's okay. I, I, would, I, would say, I would say all Wes Anderson stuff, man. He picks some awesome songs. Like, uh, Yeah, it's it really... like As much as I love the Wes Anderson soundtracks and stuff, they're always amazing. I always It always makes me feel uh, bad about my own record collection because I... I 
I don't think I could build a, a movie soundtrack for my record collection. All these songs. Are you just, crazy? They're just amazing. I feel bad, Chris. I do. I feel bad. This makes me feel like less of a person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next one is uh, uh, a song called "Haunted When the Minutes Drag." It's by Love and Rockets. It's from the movie She's Having a Baby. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my last one is uh, Recognizer by Daft Punk from the Tron Legacy soundtrack, which I think, Dave, yes. didn't you have that one for some I, other list? I had, uh, yeah, I did have a Daft Punk one, yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was the same one, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that whole soundtrack's amazing, and that's my favorite one off of that. I mean, if, I could, if we were doing soundtracks, I would have picked that. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. my favorite one. And I have some honorable mentions. So I'm going to pick uh, Kathy. All right. Um, my first one is Footloose from the movie Footloose. Sure. Nice. My second one, my Dave, is Danger Zone Ooh. by Aww. Top Gun or in Top Gun. But both of those songs are by Kenny Loggins. Um, the song Mamma Mia from the movie Mamma Mia <laughs> um, sure. Meryl Street. Uh, the Power of Love, Huey Lewis in the News. That was mm. in Back to the Future. Good one. Great one. And the last one is in, from a movie called Boys on the Side, and it's Old 55 by Sarah McLaughlin. Cool. But wait a minute. Hold on. What about the theme from Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> Chris. Chris. That's in our honorable hey, mention. I haven't yeah. done my honorable mentions yet. Okay. <laughs> and Candace. Okay. Um... Yeah, so I had, for me, I mean, I could do soundtracks from all just musicals, mm. which I was like, oh, should I do that? But then I thought, oh. So I have some in there. Um, these are in no particular order. Um, I Say a Little Prayer by Dionne Warwick from the movie My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, nice. I don't know if it would be her or the cast, because they all sing it, so it's kind of one of the, I'm not sure, because it's a great scene. Yep. Um, and I have a Kenny Loggins as well. I, I could do a top five Kenny Loggins. Yes. I, I love Kenny Loggins. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I love that song. I love that song. Um, I picked I'm Free from the Footloose soundtrack. Um, let's see. And all right. Now, this probably should have been first because it's my all-time favorite movie, The Sound of Music. And I hesitated because I'm like, well, how do I pick a favorite song from my all-time favorite movie um, I picked I Have Confidence, uh, Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music. I remember oh. when I was a kid, I didn't, a lot of the songs I didn't love as a kid, I love now as an adult. Um, and then I had to have Hamilton because it's Hamilton and uh. I've listened to Hamilton, I don't know how many times and now, anyway. But then again, picking a song from Hamilton, how do you do mm. that? Um I picked Wait For It, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. I love that song. I just love that moment and the lyrics and everything. So, And then I think this is five, um, Build Me Up Buttercup from uh, There's Something About Mary <laughs> by The Foundations. Um, I don't know. That song's just fun. So totally. those are my oh, top five. Yeah. Um, and your honorable phone. mentions. Sure. My honorable mention, I only have one, was um, Mr. Blue Sky from Electric Light Orchestra from, was it the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or 3 or 
one. I don't know. <laughs> it was an amazing scene. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I don't think, I don't know if I knew that song before, but it's just, it's, I love that scene. I love that song now. So that's my only honorable mention. Cool. Um, I'll do my honorable mentions. Uh, 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 Flash by Queen uh, from oh, the Flash yeah. Gordon soundtrack. Um, uh, the main titles from Star Wars, A New Hope. Mm. Um, titles? That's what, that's what it's actually called, oh. main title. Okay. Uh, and the main titles from Blade Runner by Vangelis. Or Vangelis? Oh, cool. I don't yeah, even pronounce it. Um, and uh, one of my favorite Green Day songs is only on a soundtrack. It's J-A-R. Um, it's from the from the movie Angus. Um, oh, then, yeah. Yep. And then my last one was uh, also from Royal Tannenbaums is Wigwam by Bob Dylan. I find that one just amazing. So, yeah. All right. So I originally had one, um, one honorable mention, but Chris made me think of another one that I really like. Uh, so the first one is Bat Dance yeah. by Prince off the <laughs> Batman soundtrack, the oh, original, yeah. the 89 Batman. Uh, the one Chris made me think of was, uh, it's called Down to Earth. It's by Peter Gabriel, and it's from the Wally soundtrack. Oh, yes. yeah. And that is a, such an amazing song. I love that song. That is a great song. Yeah. So I just, so I know we talked about in other lists. We talked about, uh, I think I mentioned the Humpty Dance a while back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and I had it I had it as a single, right? It was just a cassette tape of one song. I also had the single bat dance. <laughs> and Dave and I worked a summer job at our, at our lumber yard. And I had that single. We used to play it. <laughs> Did you guys do the bat dance? Is there a bat dance? We will never there is actually I saw a video where Prince does like some weird dance or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And Dave and I will never admit that we did that, so... Oh, there's got to be old video from like the lumberyard somewhere. I love that. So you rewind it and play it, rewind it and play it. Did you have any honorable mentions? I Kat? did. Yeah. My honorable mentions, um, summer nights from Greece. Oh yeah. Sure. Living in John, John Travolta and cast. Um, also from Hamilton. Um, I picked dear Theodosia. Oh yeah. Um, by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Jr. And then from the guardians of the galaxy, Brandy. Yeah, that's a great one too. Yeah, yep. those are my honorable mentions. Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I think they those, those soundtracks are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Do now, we would have you have all shoplifted all of these albums? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'd shoplift the sound as Chris music. says, cause singles. Cause singles. <laughs> those are think. easier to steal. <laughs> <laughs> are they smaller tapes? Wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be awesome if they were. What a waste of plastic. You need a special player just for. It's like doll size. <laughs> All right. Um, so these top five soundtrack songs will be available on our collective Spotify yeah. playlist, the High Fidelity Top Five podcast. Playlist? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's, you're, if you search for High Fidelity Top 5 Podcast... Yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it on Spotify. Um, you can also find links to it on our website, highfidelitytop5.com. And uh, and while you're out on the internet, you might as well look for us on Twitter and Instagram. We're High Fidelity Min on those. And uh, if you're on the Facebook, you can join the High Fidelity Listener Lounge. 
Yeah. And, uh, right, and you can share your top five. Could you please share your top five soundtrack songs? We'd love to hear them. Yes. And I need more music to add to my collection. So no, he recommendation, <laughs> So recommendations are always appreciated. Um, all right. Well, then I think uh, I think we'll wrap it up, guys. And uh, we'll be back next week talking about minutes 56 through 60 of High Fidelity here at the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye for now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care.